We're going to switch it up a little bit and do a discipleship in the making. Disciples in the making. And just in case anyone doesn't know, we have our vision over here. It's evangelism, discipleship, church planning. Share Jesus with them. Teach them. Send them out. There it is. And, um... In uh, men's discipleship, we have this uh, <clears throat> verse we do, um, 2 Timothy 2 and 2. says, the things that you have heard from me amongst many witnesses, commit these to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. And that's what we do. You know, we come here and and we have men's discipleship. We have all kind of different stuff to learn the word if that's what you want to do. But that's our vision. And, <clears throat> and so with that being said, um, my wife, I don't want to take up too much time, but I remember one time my wife was like, it's so funny. You always preach like pastor do. You always say some of the things that he say. And I was like, that's what we're supposed to be doing. You know, and, and it's just stuff like that that pastors just teach us different things and and that we go and, and you take those things and you put them into your message and try to do those things. And in uh first first Corinthians chapter eleven, verse one, it says, Imitate me as I imitate Christ. And you know, pastor is the pastor over this church and that's who we should be imitating that's who we should be looking at like man okay i want to do what he does not because he's god but because the bible tells us so amen and so with that being said y'all ready to bring up the first one amen i know who it is but they don't know who it is amen so i'm gonna we got Jesse. <laughs> we got Jesse coming up. Y'all give him a hand, amen. Y'all give him a lot of amens and and we gonna encourage him, amen. Amen. How we doing tonight? Come on, pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I just pray, Father God, that you would anoint my word, Heavenly Father, that you would speak to me, Father God, and, and just to encourage our church, Father God, and anybody that may be here, Father God, to hear your word, Father God, to somebody to get something out of this word, Heavenly Father. I thank you, and I love you. Amen. Okay, I'm going to read out of, uh, Jeremiah 29, 11, 13. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord of hosts, plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. Then you will see, then you will call upon me and come and pray to me. And I will listen to you. You will seek me with all of your heart. See, church, when we really start believing, you know, believing this, you know, from our hearts, God will start moving in us beyond our imaginations, beyond our ability. See, when I was, you know, living in sin, I mean, you know, of course, you know, we say we know Jesus, but, you know, there's times that, you know, we think we do, but we don't know him. We really don't know him. 
So, I mean, you know, now, I mean, I never thought he would use me like this. I mean, it would never cross my mind that he would use me in this way. But, um, you know, we just got to be pure and be straight with him, and, and he'll use us in, you know, in places that we don't ever imagine that he would use us. It says, um, you know, God will start moving in us beyond our imaginations. I would never have thought that. God would never, he would never have used me. I would love, and I never thought that I would love him the way I do. And have the relationship that I do with him now. Yes, I, I still need work. Yes, I still need fixing. But when, but when we learn to die to ourselves and give him and give the Lord all of our hearts and repent of our sins and pray to him and to ask him for forgiveness, he will start moving. We need to focus fully on God. Okay, Isaiah 40, 31. Those who wait for the Lord will gain new strength. Then will mount up with the wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. See, church, there's times that we get in a hurry and we don't stop to think about what we say or do. You know, before thinking. And that will, you know, we say things that will get us in trouble sometimes. When we wait on the Lord, we don't have to sit in the corner contemplating on what could have been or walking around humming in prayer. We need to find quiet time, alone time with the Lord in prayer. That way you won't be in a situation that you, that you don't need to be in right. If you're, if you're right with the Lord. Being, having a pure and honest heart and to let ourselves be discipled. And when we do something wrong and someone tells us that we are in the wrong, that we really need to sit back and listen and not be quick to judge church. We need to be encouragers of one another. And for us to know that we are all in this together, that we are all broken people, and that we all need a Savior, and that's Jesus Christ. Matthew 5.16 Let your light shine before men, that they may see you, your good works, and glorify your Father in heaven. I have a couple of reasons, you know, how we should, you know, how people should see God in us. It says, they will hear your courtesy. They will detect your smile. They will notice when you stop and thank them for something they did for you. They will see you help when they are in, in, struggling, when they are struggling in their walk. They will see every manifestation of Christ's life lived through us. Proverbs 3, 5 through 6. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. And lean not on your own understanding. In all of our ways, acknowledge him. And he will direct your paths. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord 
and defeat and depart from evil. It will, it will be health to your flesh and strength to your bones. Romans 8.31 God is with us and who could be against us? We just need, church, we just need to give him our all and just keep on focusing on him. And, you know, you know, we need to defeat our flesh because our flesh is what's going to put us down. We have to give, we have to just give our, our hearts, you know, our pure hearts, just be real with them and just keep on fighting this fight. Like, say, so, you know, we're in this together. And we got to keep on encouraging one another to keep on fighting this fight. You know, it's a good fight. And if we give up, you know, if, if, you know, like, like Pastor always says, you know, it's not how you start, it's how you finish. I mean, we, we got to keep on, you know, just keep focusing on that, you know. And, you know, we, we just need to stop and not be quick to judge, you know, because, you know, when we start judging others, then God sees that. That's not being pure, you know, with ourselves. We got to be pure and just keep on pressing through. And, and you know, if we need help, ask our brothers or sisters, in, you know, in Christ to help us, to pray for us. Just to be, you know, we got to be encouragers to each other. We got to keep on fighting and just keep on doing God's will. And just know that that's for him and for his kingdom. That's to glorify him, not to glorify us, people. Church, it's, it's, it's a hard walk. It's a struggle. But we got to keep on doing it. We got to keep on fighting this fight. In Galatians 6, 9. And let us not grow weary while doing good for due season. We shall reap if we do not lose heart. Another verse that, that, I, that I like, and it, it's a Philippians 4, 6. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer, by supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And another one, that's a, that's a verse that I remember always, you know, you know, before I, I knew Christ, like I kind of, you know, heard it before, but I never really, you know, got it in, and that's Philippians 4, 13. And I always think about this when I'm struggling. I always think it when, when, you know, I'm feeling down, you know, when I need encouragement. It says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And that's something that stays with me always. I mean, like, you know, when pastor asked me to come up, you know, to preach a message, I'm like, I told him, yeah, you know, then the flesh started kicking in. I'm like, oh, man, like, what am I going to do now? My mind started going all different kinds of directions, and, and I couldn't get, you know, I couldn't get nothing together. I mean, I sat back and, you know, just... Took my time and prayed about it, and, and he gave me that strength. This, uh, I got another verse, um, 2 Timothy 1.7. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, and love, and of sound mind. Now, James 1, 5. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all liberally and without reproach. Got a couple of verses for you. <laughs> Isaiah 41, 10. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. 
City Church, like I said, it's a struggle, and it's a struggle for me to, um, you know, because I, there's something I don't understand how, you know, God could use me. I mean, out of all people, you know, he chose me out of all my friends and family that are still living in sin, that are still dying to their sins, you know, and, and I still can't get that through my head, you know. It's, and I know it's the flesh, you know, trying to, you know, overcome me, but, you know, and like I said, it's a struggle. And there's times I call my brother Robert, you know, or pastor to pray for me. And, and I used to do that a lot when I first got saved. And now I know, you know, that I mean, I can do that on my own, you know. But there's times that we really, you know, I guess humble ourselves and, and take, you know, any kind of pride, anything that's trying to overcome us, we need to just let that pride go and just give God our hearts, you know, because we're not going to make this on our own. You know, we're not. I mean, I mean, it's a hard fight and it's a struggle and it's, a, you know, no one ever said it's going to be easy for us, but, you know, we just got to understand that, that, you know, there's people out there that are still, they still need to be saved. There's people out there that, that still need us, you know, we need to be in the gap for them. We need to give, you know, just to keep on pressing through and, and, and just keep fighting this fight and, and keep on, you know, spreading the gospel to others. I mean, I know I still need, got, got a lot of, you know, a lot, a lot of work in me still. I mean, I mean, like I said, I'm never going to be perfect, and, and Pastor tells me that we're never going to be perfect, but, you know, all we got to do is just keep on fighting, just keep on trying to do more for him, and just, you know, it's an awesome thing, you know, you know, having us, you know, as a church, and, and, you know, God put us here for a reason, and that's to encourage one another because he knows that we're all going to be struggling. And we've got to look to one another and, and, and encourage one another and not judge one another. Church, I mean, it, it's a hard struggle for all of us, and we're all broken people that we do need, and we do need God, you know? We just say, keep on fighting that. Let's see, um. Isaiah 55, 8 through 9. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord of hosts. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so that are my ways higher than yours, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Another verse I'm going to you know, leave y'all with also, it's uh, Revelations 21, 7. He who overcomes shall inherit all things, and I will be his God, and he shall be my son. And that's something, church, that we need to keep in mind. I mean, you know, God has a purpose. He has a plan for every single one of us. And um, we've got to keep on fighting this fight. I mean, like I said, you know, I say it over and over. It's a, it's, it's a fight that, I mean, we never thought would be in, you know, it's like, I never thought, you know, before I got saved or when I got saved that I was going to, you know, be doing all this or, or that, you know, people were going to be, I was going to be in a gap for people like our family that, that are still, still lost. But, you know, like I said, it always starts, it starts in the church first. It's something that I learned now. I mean, it starts here. You know, we need to, like I said, encourage one another. I mean, I just, I just had that on my heart for, for a couple of weeks now, maybe even months that, you know, I just feel like. We need to be encouragers to each other. And then, you know, then our church will grow. You know, we got to do something here first, you know, with us, you know. We got to just be encouragers to each other and, and help each other. I mean, that's just something that I've had in my heart for a while. And it, I mean, it just, keep on, it just keeps on going over and over in my mind. And um, like I said, I mean, I don't know. Like I, said, I still can't understand how you would choose me or, or pick me out of, you know, all the bad that I was doing. I mean, 
being a meth addict, you know, for 15 years, I mean, I never ever thought, you know, I mean, that God would ever use me like this. I mean, you know, that meth addiction, I mean, you know, you're always just thinking of yourself, not even thinking about your, you know, if you got kids, you don't even think about your kids or your family or, or anybody else, you know, like I said, it, it's, it's a crazy, it's just a crazy thing, I mean, you know, I'm still trying to get over, I mean, like I said, I always, I'll tell my wife, I always want everything in a rush, everything, you know, you try to be quick to do something, and, and there's times that I get ahead of myself, but I, I know that I got to slow down and just take my time, and, you know, if God saved me from that, if God saved me from my addictions, you know, and I had numerous addictions, but if he saved me, he wants to use every single one of you guys. I mean, he really does. I mean, he loves us. We're here for a reason and for a purpose, church. We need to really die to ourselves, church, and just overcome our flesh and, and just pray and, and keep on praying about everything. I mean, prayer is a powerful weapon, and that's something that God gave us, you know, to pray for one another, to encourage one another, and just to keep on living for him. I mean, Christ, he's the only way. That's why I tell my family. I have a sister, too, in Colorado. I've been trying to reach out to her, and, and she's always struggling, you know, about, you know, trying to find a job and stuff, and I, you know, keep on trying to encourage her to keep, you know, fighting, to keep, you know, if God, I always, use me as an example, you know, if, if God uses me, if God fixed me, you know, to, when, you know, now to, to you know, to speak to y'all, you know, if, if God chose me, I try to tell her that, you know, just give him your all, you know, just follow Christ, you know, just, just die to yourself. I told her just, you know, uh, first step is to go to church. You know, she goes to church every once in a while, but I told her just keep on trying to go to church. Just make yourself go to church. Oh, there goes my time. Sorry. <laughs> but yeah, we just, you know, keep on fighting this fight, church, and, and God's going to do mighty things in this place, and I feel it, you know, because I'm, I'm new. I've been here for about a year and a half now, but just keep on fighting this fight. You know, he has a plan and a purpose for all of us. And we just need to love one another and encourage one another, church. Thank y'all so much for all that you do for us. We love you. And I pray these things in the mighty name of Jesus. I love you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. It's an amazing message, amen. And it's definitely something that we each and every person in this place could use, amen? Because I see so many people that we, that I even see, you know, just going to church or doing whatever, it's always a, a fight to want to quit. It's like, ah, you know, I, I don't want to go to church. Ah, I don't want to do this. I want to go do what I used to do. And we have to remember, we have to keep fighting, amen? Because they, you know, the only way to lose is to quit, you know? And so... With that being said, you know, we have uh, our next person coming up. We have uh, Robert Starr coming up to get a word. Let's give him a hand. Amen. 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 I'm blessed tonight. How about you? Praise the Lord. Trying to see what my time is there. If you have your Bibles, and I'm sure you do, I hope you do, turn with me to the book of Mark. I want to thank Jesse for saving me a few scriptures to preach from tonight. <laughs> Amen. Praise the Lord. 
Mark chapter 13. I want to keep it simple tonight. I like that purpose. How many of you got purpose tonight? You know, your purpose isn't living your best life now. Amen. God didn't call us to drive around in Cadillacs and Bentleys and all that. Jesus didn't die on the cross so you could, you know, make billions of dollars and vacation 365 days a year. That's free. But it's a good intro. I like that. Praise the Lord. Mark chapter 13, over in the 32nd verse. And I guess I ought to get there too. But of that day and that hour knoweth no man, no, not the angels which are in heaven, neither the Son, but the Father. Take ye heed, watch. Remember that word, watch, because tonight I'm building the message off that one word, watch. I'm using it as an acronym tonight. Yeah, I know that I know what that is, believe it or not. Watch and pray, for ye know not when the time is. For the Son of Man is a man taking a far journey who left his house and gave authority to his servants and to every man his work and commanded the porter to watch. Watch ye therefore, for you know not when the master of the house cometh, at even or at midnight or at the cock crowing or in the morning, lest come suddenly he find you sleeping. And what I say unto you, I say unto all, watch. Father, I ask you to anoint the message Lord, I ask you to anoint the hearers of the word, to hear the word and rightly divide the word of truth, to rightly apply it to their lives, in our lives, in my life, Father. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. You know, we are truly, I believe, living in the last days. There is so much going on in our society today. I love election season. It's a circus, amen. They all call each other names one day, and they're all friends and loving on each other the next. Politics is strange. Amen. It's the one place where you can speak out of both sides of your mouth and get away with it. But all through that, we need to be watching and praying because Jesus could come and it wouldn't be a bad thing at all. Amen. If he came before November, praise the Lord, amongst all the stuff going on. Jesus said in the 32nd verse, no man knoweth the hour. And on down in the 33rd verse, he said, be alert. I want you to know through all the mayhem and all the stuff going on in the world today, we need to be alert and ready for the return of our Lord Jesus Christ. Yes, he's given us purpose. You know what part of that purpose is? I told you it wasn't driving around in Bentleys and, and smoking Havana cigars and all that, Amen. What did Jesus tell us in Matthew 28? Jesus gave us the great commission. He said, go, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. I'm gonna tell you what, Billy Graham said it, you cannot take the go out of the gospel. While we're watching, while we're being alert, we need to be sharing the gospel with our loved ones, sharing the gospel with our coworkers, sharing the gospel with those who absolutely despite us and hate us. We need to kill them with kindness and kill them with the love of Jesus and share the gospel with them anyway because the Bible declares it is not God's will that any should perish. Look in the 34th verse, it says, Jesus gave us authority. He also gave us spiritual gifts because we receive them, it, it binds us to him and to, to impart, to do 
He gave us authority. He gave us authority over in Mark 16, as pastor preached this morning, to cast out demons, amen, to lay hands on the sick, and the sick would be healed. I had this dream one night of the devil coming down the street, on our street, and assigning devils to every house, and when they got to our house, at the end of the cul-de-sac, a bunch of little devils said, we want to go over there, and the devil said, no, no, you don't want to go there, amen. Why? Because I know what the authority is that God has given us, and we need to learn to walk in that authority that God has given us. We need to be watchful. That does not mean sitting around and watching the NFL, amen. I already, if you, if you follow me on Facebook, you already seen my 17-week meme for the Cowboys next year. First game, lose. Second game, lose. Third game, get blown out. Fourth game, lose and sign a new felon. Amen. I feel some hate coming over here from the left. Praise the Lord. We need to be watchful. It's all right to watch sports. I like the NFL. Jerry Glanfield was right, though. He said it was not for long, and them NFL players need to remember that. Life is not for long also. It is just but for a moment. We are like grass. We are here today and gone tomorrow. What are you doing with the time that God has given you on this earth? We need to be watchful. We need to be ready. We don't need to be chasing all the fads out there. We really really need to be about the Father's business. Jesus said, two in the field, one is taken, one is left behind. Two are walking down the street, one is taken, one is left behind. Let me modernize it for you for a second. Two are in the car, the driver is taken, the passenger is left. That's not a good place to be. Amen. Or on an airplane full of about 300 people, and maybe 150, including the pilot and the co-pilot, are taken. Who lands the plane? Have you thought about the mayhem and everything that's going to happen when the trumpet sounds and, the vo and that shout from above comes across and suddenly we are transformed out of here and into the presence of our king? That's a reality. I like that old gospel song that says, Oh, I'm going to be at that meeting in the air. In the sweet, sweet by and by. Oh, I'm going to meet, meet you over there in that home beyond the sky. Oh, such singing we will hear, never heard by mortal ear. It will be glorious, I do declare. And God's own son will be the leading one at that meeting in the air. How many of you are going to be at that meeting in the air? I'm planning on being there. I tell you what, that, it, that, that, that first verse goes, you know, you've heard the story of little Moses in the bulrush, the story of David and his, and his sling, and the story of dreaming Joseph. And it talks about by and by the Lord may let us meet them all at that meeting in the air. Think of all the people, all the heroes of faith that are going to be in the kingdom of God. I look forward to meeting some of them. Maybe I might get to sit down next to Moses. That might be really cool. I don't know. But I am planning on being at the marriage supper of the Lamb. Amen. So I want to give you a few things while we're watching tonight, some few, a few things to help you along the way. 
I said it's going to be an acronym. Watch. The first letter of watch is what? It's W. What should we watch? We need to watch our words. Pastor spoke on it this morning. He said out of our tongue can come curses and blessings. Amen. I tell you what, the Bible teaches us that from the tongue we have the power of life and death abides in the tongue. And it's, it's only so because we are created in, in the likeness and in the image of our God. God didn't go down to Ace Hardware and buy dirt and rock and sand and limestone and build the world. The Bible tells us in the book of Hebrews that God made the world out of things that were not seen. He just spoke and he said, let there be a planet and boom, it was here. And it formed. And then he said, let there be light. He spoke it. We can speak things. Listen, our words can kill or our words can build up. Our words can, can lift up or bring down. Listen, while I'm here, I want to give you the word of encouragement. I don't want to destroy you. I don't want to speak ill of anyone. I need to watch what I say. We gotta be mindful of that because I can say something wrong to somebody, maybe just in joking, and they could take it the wrong way and be crushed. And then I'm responsible for that. Jesus said it would be better if you just tied a rock around your neck and tossed yourself off the bridge rather than horn a little one in the kingdom of God. I don't want to do that. I want to be mindful of what I say. I want to bless my children. Yes, I have to get on to them because I'm their parent. Yes, I have to get on to them about washing the dishes. Hey, that's a W too. Phil and Victoria, watch the sink. Amen. Secondly, A, watch your attitude. I'm going to tell you something, beloved. Hello. We need to watch our attitude tonight. If we're in leadership, we need to watch our attitude. We need to watch our attitude at church. Watch how we project ourselves. We need to watch how we, we when things come down and things go certain ways, we need to keep the right attitude, the Christ-like attitude. How do I watch my attitude? I've developed an attitude, a constant attitude of prayer. First Thessalonians tells us to what? Pray without ceasing. I want to tell you something. We need to learn to pray without ceasing. We need to get on it and start saying, Lord, help me pray without ceasing. I want to be in a constant attitude of prayer. When I'm at work driving down the road, I'm still praying. Thirdly, we need to watch in the times of temptation. I'm going to tell you something. How many of you got tempted today? I want you to know it's not a sin to be tempted. It's a sin to yield to the temptation. So watch in the time of temptation. Be aware because the devil's like a roaring lion going about to and fro seeing who he can roar at and get to come out so he can devour them. Watch your character. See, character. Listen, I tell you what. Character is what you're doing when no one is watching. We've all heard that from our pastor here. I want to be doing the same thing in private as I do in public. What you see out here 
is what you're going what you're going to see at home if you were to come by my house. I want my care. I've got to guard my character. I've got to guard my reputation. Listen, pastors and ministers, and future pastors and ministers, we need to guard our reputation because if I, I know of, of a pastor in Gatesville, Texas, that many years ago had to step down from his church because he was driving a school bus and he was accused, accused of doing something wrong. They found that he didn't do it, but guess what? It destroyed his church. It destroyed who he was in that community. And he never recovered from it. Lastly, Watch your household. Men, hello men. How many men do I have here tonight? Men, all right, amen. I don't have any Caitlin's here tonight, do I? Praise the Lord. I had one wink at me last night at Macy's. My countenance fell. My wife and I were shopping at Macy's last night and this guy dressed like a girl winked at me. I had to calm down really quick because I really wanted to go over there and lay hands on him suddenly. Amen. He's a product of his dad not being a man and watching his household. That doesn't sound very nice, but I tell you what, if my son started dressing like that, we'd, have a, we'd come to an understanding. Men, be the spiritual leaders of your house. When your children need correction, correct them. And if they look at you and they say, well, you're mean. Well, praise God, you're supposed to be. Amen. Listen, they're not my friends, they're my kids. And when they grow up and become adults, then they can become my friends. And then they can send my grandkids over and I can spoil them rotten and send them home, amen. But till then, I have to raise them up. Watch your household and when the enemy tries to lure them away, pursue them and you shall overtake and they shall come back around. I tell you what, train up a child, the Bible says, and the way he shall go and he will not turn from it. Thank you tonight. I pray that God will take what was said and that, that will help you in your walk along the way. Amen. Amen. So how many know we got to watch? Amen. We got to watch the things we do. Amen. We got to, it's tough. The devil definitely looking out to try to catch any and every one of us slipping. So we got to make sure we're on guard at all times. And we definitely have to remember that Jesus is coming back soon. Amen. So we got to keep fighting. And we got to watch and be ready for Jesus' return. Amen. And so, y'all ready for the last one? Y'all ready for the last one? Let's give him a hand as Brian come up. Amen? Amen. Amen. It's always a great thing when God speaks through people. Taking notes from Jesse and Robert. I almost forgot that I was the third person. I was looking to see who was next. But, um... Church, this is something that God put on my heart a couple weeks ago. And I don't know if anyone's like me. I've been guilty of it when I know God spoke something to me. And I was like, well, God, I, I know that. And I just continue on and 
just think it's nothing that serious. And then uh, it's something I wanted to share, but I was like, well, I guess it's something that everybody knows. And then Pastor texted me, I think yesterday or the day before, and asked if um, I could preach tonight. So I said, oh, I guess God wants me to share it. And um, it's one of those things about, I want to start with a definition. The word is announcement. The definition says, a written, spoken statement that tells people about something, public or formal, words that announce something. See, in a couple minutes, I just want to share a word. If it relates to somebody, that's great. Otherwise, I'll just be preaching to myself. See, we as human beings seek announcements, whether it's previews to a movie, whether it's watching the news, whether it's thinking about purchasing a product, Sports players, people who watch sports, we watch interviews, post-game interviews, halftime interviews. We're always seeking things as people. See, even in the Super Bowl, I looked it up, 70 million people watch the post-game interviews of the Super Bowl. 70 million people watch the interviews of a game they watch with their own eyes just to see what somebody else has to say about it. And I just asked this church a question. What if we sought God's word the same way in church? If you're taking notes, the title of this message is A Key to Revival. If we look in the Bible, the majority of the times we see many people get saved, there's a body of believers around. If you can open up with me to Acts chapter 4, verse 31. Say amen when you get there. And when they prayed, and when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and they spoke the word of God with a boldness. Now the multitude of those who believed were of one heart and one soul. Neither did anyone say that any of the things he possessed was his own, but they all had things in common. If you look at those verses again, notice that everyone prayed. In this house, we have a prayer room back there. A lot of times you hear at the prayer, a lot of times we hear Dwayne at the prayer after praise and worship talking about us being on one accord. You hear pastor talking about us being on one accord. It's impossible to be on one accord without prayer. We have so many different types of people in this place, and that's a beautiful thing that only God could, could put together, that without prayer, we couldn't be on one accord. I love Donnie, but we have two different backgrounds. But we have something in common, which is Christ. And in prayer, we're on one accord. We all work together. We're all one big family. If we just walk into a service without prayer, a lot of times we can praise and worship and, and hear God's word, but you can praise and worship God in the flesh. You can hear a message in the flesh. That's how pastor could preach a word or anyone can get up here and preach a word and you have two people sitting next to each other and one person catches it and the next person doesn't. I'll never forget the first time pastor invited me here to this church and he was out of town and he asked me, well, how did, how did the service go? And just asked me questions like that. And I said, you know what? I don't know. I drove up here. I had a lot going on. I was so angry and I didn't want to put up a front. I just drove home. And he said, 
you never know what word could have been preached that could have that could have changed your situation. And at that moment, I didn't understand what he was talking about. How could how could a, a, somebody preaching a word change my thoughts, change my situations, change my actions? I looked at it at that moment as just an encouragement. I don't need encouragement. I need a change. That's what I was thinking in my mind. But as I begin to come and go to services and, and hear God's word, things begin to change. We all go through things in life, and it's impossible to be on one accord without the power of the Holy Spirit. We, we were just praying this morning and at services this morning, talking about being baptized in the Holy Spirit. And it, it, it makes you a greater witness. It gives you strength in tough situations. It fills you with a boldness. These things we can't have without prayer. Dear Lord Jesus, I just pray that you will just bless this word, Lord God. I pray that it will touch someone. I pray that it will touch each and everyone in this place, Lord God. I just pray that you will just give us a, a new revelation of the importance of your word, Lord God. And I pray that you will just guide us and keep us on one accord. In your mighty name I pray. Amen. So in the beginning, I opened up about announcements. Usually there's a messenger or a reporter that gives the announcements. In this place, we have pastor. He's, he's the messenger. He's the vessel that God chose to be in this place. And I feel like, church, we need to come to an understanding. And, I'm, and when I say we, I'm basically speaking to myself. If that relates to anybody else, that's great. But I think we need to come to an understanding that every time we show up in this house, we're coming to hear God speak to us. We're coming to hear God's announcements for us. A lot of times we were talking earlier about revival. A lot of us pray about revival. We want to see revival. We want to see signs and wonders. We want to see changes. But can we really see those changes if the first thing we think about in our mind are, are other things? Like we all, like I said earlier, we, we live in a world where people that we seek announcements. People seek every week we might go to the news and check what's the five-day forecast for the weather. We know we can't miss it. We'll put everything on hold. We check our bank accounts. We check all kinds of things. But if we had that same attitude every time we showed up at a service, I want to hear what God has to say to me. Yes, God can speak to us at home by ourselves in prayer, but there's something about when we're gathered together on one accord and God speaks through the pastor. A lot of times we hear that at the prayer, somebody will, will pray and, and read a verse and, and pastor happens to preach on the same thing and guys don't even talk about it ahead of time. It's not a coincidence. The same God that we pray to that gives us the word is the same God that pastor prays to and gives him a word. We're all connected. The same God who these apostles prayed to and he gave them words is the same God that we're connected to. If you can just open up with me to... Second Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14. And before I get into those verses, also, church, it's, it's one of those things that it's, if we valued how important it is that not only does we can come to church and God will speak to us once a week, but we have two services on Sundays. We have service on Wednesdays. There's youth. There's breakaway. And at each and every one of those opportunities, God wants to speak to us. 
And if God is speaking, we have to be there to listen. We can't say that we want to see souls saved. We want to see lives changed. We want to see multitudes of people come in and be changed if God is speaking to us daily and we don't take advantage of it. Second Chronicles 7 verse 14, it says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray. How many times have we heard the word pray today, even amongst all of us who've come forward? And seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I'll forgive their sin and I'll hear the, heal their land. Sometimes we grasp this concept of everything but in the things of God. Even Robert brought up politics. There's a State of the Union address every year and the whole nation stops what they're doing and if, even if you don't stop what you're doing, they're going to cut off whatever you're watching and it's going to come on. So it's going to be stopped one way or the other. And everybody stops and hears what the president has to say. And as a citizen, yes, of course, you should hear what's, what's going on. But how much more important it is to hear what God has to say? The, the president might be here four years now, gone the next four years, maybe has two terms. But God is the same God from the beginning. He's the Alpha and the Omega, and his word never changes. If we really grasp that, that every single time we come to church, we're thinking, I have an opportunity for God to speak to me, to speak into my life. And we talked about the, <clears throat> the goals of our fellowship with evangelism and discipleship and church planning. How can we do those things if we don't come in with the mindset of, of God is going to speak something into me that I can share with somebody else? If we come in with the mindset of, oh, well, well pastor's going to have a good word for us. That's not going to get you anywhere. It's not going to be his words. It's God's words. If we come in with any mindset other than God is going to speak into our lives, we're just here for a motivational speech. We can do that watching TV. We should see it as a privilege that our Lord speaks to us at least three times a week in this house through our pastor. I believe we have a great pastor and God has used him to change my life and I'm indebted to him for that forever. But this isn't to lift up pastor. God has, call, God has a call on his life to be his messenger and vessel to this house. Just like God has placed all of us here for a reason. So yes, you can hear a message from God at another place, but this is the place where God has called you to be and God doesn't make mistakes. I'd like to share a quick testimony slash story. So um, before I started my own business with my basketball program, I worked for another similar program for a couple years. And um, there was a couple kids there before I got saved who were good kids. They didn't really grow up in households that knew anything about God or Jesus was talked about at all. But fast forward a couple years, uh, these kids ended up joining my program that I started, and they were actually here for our last United. And both of these kids came forward and decided to give their lives to Christ. And, it's, and it wasn't an accident or a coincidence that it happened in this place. Back when I first met those kids, I wasn't here. I wasn't even saved. But it's one of those things that if God places you here, it's for a reason. If God has a word for you in this place that changed your life, it's for a reason. 
that's one of those kids actually he texted me after that Saturday night he texted me Sunday morning when I was walking out of church here and he was like coach guess what and I was like what he's, he's a silly kid so there's no telling what he was going to tell me but he was like guess what and I was like what and he was like wait so he sends me a video that very next day he got baptized at his church and just went all the way with it And just like Jesse said, how sometimes he thinks about how could God use me after all I've been through and my past and things like that. It's the same way with a lot of us. That God could use the same person who said, I'm not coming in here. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter whoever's preaching or whatever they're saying. It can't change my situation. God used that same person. God used the same person who's in the past pulled many people away from God. God has a plan for us. He has more in store, I believe, if we grasp the concept to make hearing God's word the highlight of our week. We should be seeking God's announcements for us every week. Yes, he can speak to us by ourselves in prayer at home, but the Bible shows us that there's something special about coming together on one accord and seeking him. If you even look in the book of Acts, we don't have to go there for time. It, it shows that, I believe it was Peter who was preaching after they're all filled with the Holy Spirit. And he was just preaching with a boldness. And the other disciples were there with him. So it wasn't, he wasn't just there by himself. He was there with his brothers who were, they were all on one accord because they were all in prayer in the upper room. And it said multitudes were saved. And if we want to see multitudes saved, if we want to see our family members saved, if we want to see friends we've been praying for saved, we have to seek God. We have to seek his word. We have to, we have to be excited to come into God's house and hear that the King of kings and the Lord of lords has something for me. We've seen it. We've seen bits and pieces. We saw at the, at the talent night when, when we felt God's presence and his spirit and, and kids were crying and praying and praying for each other. We've seen people in this place whose lives have been changed over the past couple of years. But that's just a little bit, I believe, of what God has in store for us. So I want to challenge myself and challenge this church that every time we come into this place, let's come in with the mindset that the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, our Savior and our King, wants to speak to us personally. God bless you.